On today's episode of the AC Sports Report, we have Coach Tina Veprick of Bryn Mawr. She is the athletic director and assistant varsity soccer coach. If you've been looking for someone that talks about youth sports in the DMV, from basketball to football, volleyball, soccer, lacrosse, baseball, and softball, you've found it. We are the authority. This is the AC Sports Report. There's a thriving community of youth sports in the DMV, and we cover it all. From interviews to game reports to player scouting, public and private schools, and we even cover the college recruiting process. This is the AC Sports Report, and here's your host, John Miller. Coach Freprick, thanks for being here. This is cool. I appreciate the invitation. Looking forward to speaking with you today. So I start with a little bit about you. So we did a little pre-show conversation, and I found out you played soccer at Mercy. Correct. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Sure. So I was a three-sport athlete at Mercy, soccer, basketball, and lacrosse. Soccer has always been my passion, and I would say the main sport I played growing up, and I competed for the school for four years and uh, enjoyed my time on the field there. What position did you play? So it's funny, during clubs, state, you know, high levels of competition, I was actually a goalkeeper. But for Mercy, I decided to give myself a break from the goal and work on my field skills a little bit and was a striker for them. Interesting. So sometimes, you know, one of the best ways to improve your offense is to study defense and vice versa. So as to improve your goalkeeping skill, if you knew what that striker was thinking about when they were coming down at you, maybe it helped you with your goalkeeping skills. And vice versa, right? I knew exactly what the goalkeeper was thinking and doing, so you know where to slot the ball. Nice, <laughs> nice. After high school, you went on to play in college, yes? Correct, at Towson University. Uh, tell us, give us more. Sure. So I played at Towson University for four years, had a great experience there. Went on, I think a couple years ago, they actually inducted me into the Hall of Fame there. And um, grateful for the time at Towson. And my coaches were phenomenal, my teammates. It's funny, I actually had dinner with a great college teammate last night. So the connections you make playing sports really do last a lifetime. So I guess you're a proponent for a kid playing sports, even if their plan is not to go on to play professionally. It's skill building, it's relationship building, sports or athletics and, and the younger mind can be a good thing for many reasons. Absolutely, there's many connections that you can make, many lessons that you can learn, and I think it, it really can develop character. If your, um, I think, coaches are instilling the right lessons and instilling the right values, there's a lot that you can take from participation in sports that are, I think, reach across anything that you do in life, whether it's, you know, skills that you can take to work or to your family life. And it is, I think this, the, the lessons that you take are invaluable and the path that it can lead you on sometimes isn't something that you would see right off the spot. But for example, we actually just brought in an alum, Alexa Philippou from 2014, who was a basketball player for us at Brimar, and uh, she, you know, was super passionate about it. had had goals in basketball, uh, in terms of playing, 
but it actually took her on a path where she's now reporting for ESPN and covers the WNBA as well as women's college basketball. So it it can bring you in different, you know, you're, you're, you can also, through your participation in sports, it doesn't necessarily end when you play. You can actually find career paths as well. So you're telling me when you were at Mercy and Towson, you weren't thinking, you know what, I'm going to eventually become the AD at Bryn Mawr. I, I know exactly where this is going. I wish I had a crystal ball, but at that time, I, you know, honestly wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. I thought once I was in college, really because I continued to have such a uh, passion for soccer, I really wasn't ready to let that go and thought a career in coaching um, was something that I wanted to pursue and did for six years and then found that, um, you know, I, I the recruiting landscape was changing, the pressure that, you know, colleges would put on families and student athletes to make decisions about where they were going and how early the recruiting process was. I'm not sure it jived with my philosophy um, as well as I'm a Baltimore homebody. And I, you know, there was also a piece of, I didn't really want to leave the state to pursue a career so that I could move up in the ladder and thought, you know, there's, there's a different path for me. And Long story short, as I um, connected with, uh, I I actually thought I wanted to make tons of money, and I thought sales was the right spot to do that. Tried that for three months, hated it, and realized that I missed the connection with students and athletes and thought, okay, I have a background in physical education, so let's pursue that. And from there, connecting with the Towson coach at the time, he just called to check in, see how everything was going, and that's when I let him know that, you know, I was going to pursue a teaching career and that I was going to start applying into Baltimore City, Baltimore County schools. And he said, you know, it's funny, I just literally got an email from the athletic director at the Brimar School. They're looking for a varsity soccer coach and a middle school PE teacher. And from there, the connection happened and interviewed, and I haven't looked back. And it's it's been an amazing journey at Brimar. That's exciting. So you just fast forwarded through probably, what, 10 years, 12 years? A bunch of years. I've been at Brimar for 15. This is my 15th year. So let's go back. Let's go all the way back to high school. So you were talking about mercy and the difference between being a goalkeeper and a striker and stuff like that. If I was on the opposing team and I'm going to go, okay, I'm getting ready to go to mercy. I'm going to play. And there's this this Tina Veprick. I'm sure that's your married name. So that wasn't your your maiden name then. But I'm going to try to scout this player because I want to be prepared. What's the scouting report on you, Coach, as a high school player? Yeah, so Baltimore is a small community. I played with a lot of our opposing players, so I actually know what the scouting report was because there, I think there were in you know several articles as you know my te- my teammates or opposing players were interviewed. Um, they would give a glimpse into what you needed to look out for, and I remember um, one in particular saying, you know, you have to watch out for Tina Steck, and that Steck is my maiden name. She's very crafty with the ball. And, you know, while she doesn't have blazing speed, which was very true and still is very true, um, you know, her skill on the ball, you need to be patient 1v1 defensively. You need to know where she is on the field. Um, And if, you know, she has the opportunity within the attacking third, be prepared for a a threat on goal. So that, I think, was pretty close to to what was reported on me. Very nice. Now we're going back a couple years. You went to Towson. Were you recruited at Towson? Did you, were you a walk-on? How did did the process work for you going from Mercy to Towson? Sure. So I was a recruited athlete. 
way back when, you know, it was a later timeline. Um, and it's too bad that it, it's moved up so much. But you were generally recruited in your senior year and um, was recruited from a number of schools. And um, I just really liked the Towson coach. I thought, you know, I, I liked his philosophy, um, thought he was really building a good program. I, you know, went and watched them play. I thought this is a place where I can see myself playing because to me it was important. Um, I think everybody has different goals with participation in sports. And one of my goals was I want to make sure I'm going to a place where I know I'm going to be able to play, where I'm going to get minutes um, because that's part of the game that I like. I like being in. I like competing. So let me see if I can fairly evaluate uh, where I think that I could do that. And Towson was one of those schools, and I was actually the first person in my family to go to college. So it was a new process, not Excellent. just for, for college you know, admissions, but just athletically as well. And then my sister actually followed me to Towson. She was a very good athlete as well and played soccer with me both at Mercy and at Towson. So you know, there was a little bit more familiarity with the process by then. But, um, yeah, so that's, yeah, I, I guess, long story short, I, I was recruited to Towson. <laughs> Hold on. We didn't talk about your sister in the pregame show. Who's better? Well, we're different positions. So I think that, you know, it depends on what you're looking at. She's certainly faster. And, um, you know, but if I think on the field, she's a better field player in the goal, I'm a better goalkeeper. Ooh. So, ooh, I can't wait to see the conversation when you get home and you have with your sister. Hopefully she listens to this, and hopefully she agrees, but she might not. <laughs> so you went on to coach at Towson, did I hear? So I went on to coach at Fairfield University in Connecticut as a graduate assistant and the University of Delaware in the same role, C capacity, and at Towson University. So um, as you know, different things opened up, there were different opportunities in different places. And um, so that's sort of my coaching journey in college and um, really appreciate what I gained from each coaching staff and took something uh, unique and different from each place I was and tried to instill those values or coaching methods or things that I thought would work best with my personality, right, my skill set, and then tried to apply them as a head coach with our varsity team when I was uh, the head coach at that time. Nice. So I don't think we need to relive your, your extensive experience in sales, how much you like that. So we'll just kind of blow right by that. But I would like to talk about Bryn Mawr now. How long have you been there? So this is my 15th year at Bryn Mawr, and I believe my sixth as athletic director. I was assistant AD three years prior to that under uh, the legendary Wendy Crydell. Legendary. I like that. Good word. Tell, tell us a little bit about Bryn Mawr. It's a smallish school on the kind of north side of Baltimore. Would you describe it as a small school? I don't know if I would describe. I think it depends on what you're comparing it to. There are schools smaller. There are schools that are larger. But, you know, I think that our enrollment kindergarten through 12th grade is somewhere around between 700 and 800 sort of fluctuates depending on the years. Uh, but, you know, our upper school consists of roughly around 330 to 50 um, students. And so, you know, again, so it depends on what you're comparing it to would determine how large you think that is. But our classroom sizes are really small, which is a great environment for learning and for getting to know your teachers and your teachers are getting to know you. And I would say the same thing on our athletic teams as well is that, you know, it's a great close-knit uh, community. So can we talk about your mascot? Absolutely. What is it? The Martian. It's unique. Can you explain, please? So, uh, you know, I when I came to Bryn Mawr, that's 
what was there. And I think that it has evolved over time. I think that the actually the first mascot was a lamb. And I think you can see why that's not super ferocious as a mascot. So that eventually changed to a daisy. Um, our school is very much tied to, to daisies. And then I, I'm not sure who was at the time, but decided Again, it's probably not the best athletic mascot. So uh, let's let's get something a little bit more appropriate. And I think they did a school-wide vote between the owl and the Martian. And the Martian, from what I understand, won out on a slight margin of victory. Oh, wow. So my, my thought, I would love a margin much better than an owl. It's unique, that's for sure. And it is, you know, there's a little bit of play on words with it, too. So of it's course. the M-A-W-R-T-I-A-N, so the Bryn Martians. <laughs> Excellent. So I just found out, so K through 12, that's good. So you probably have a fair amount of your middle, or lower or middle school kids coming to the upper school for athletics. Is that, would you say that's all of them or do you, many of your student athletes come from outside of the school or? It's a combination. So we actually start competitive athletics in middle school at seventh grade. So in seventh and eighth grade, they're required to actually participate in sport kind of it's a it's a great way to take a healthy risk try something new or perhaps continue to do something that you have been doing and you're familiar with and you have the opportunity to play three seasons throughout the year so I would say a large majority of our athletes who uh, transition from eighth grade into our ninth grade continue that path with whether it's one or multiple or the multiple sports that they played in middle school but then we also have one third of our ninth grade our new students and a large majority of those new students elect participation in sports. I think in our upper school, 70% roughly around there play at least one sport uh, a year, which you know I think is absolutely great because sports lends itself to um, character building and life lessons and you know establishing you know what, how do you how do you deal with failure? How do you deal with setbacks? Because it's constant right? Like there's always a result. And so, you know, it's not something that you can run away from. It's something that will always be present in life. So when you have the skills set through sport to learn how to manage that and that failure is, doesn't mean you didn't succeed. It's just your first attempt in learning. So, you know, you take those lessons and you learn to press on to get to hopefully get to your desired result. And then I think along the way, you, you realize that it was really more about the journey and the things that you developed through playing sports um, are, you know, the, the valuable things that you take with you that you can apply in many areas of life. That was, that was profound. I got to give you that. <laughs> um, hopefully, I have a seventh grader listening to you right now, and hopefully they're thinking, you know what, I'm playing basketball, soccer, lacrosse, and I'm in seventh grade. I'm about to finish seventh grade. I got one more year of middle school. I, I want to be a Martian. I'm thinking you know, the Bryn Mawr may be the school for me. Do you have any advice for that seventh grader, that, that person who's thinking, what should I be doing? What should I be thinking? How should I be acting as a seventh grader? And then obviously next year an eighth grader to prepare myself at Bryn Mawr, maybe somewhere else, but at Bryn Mawr, do you have any advice for that kid? Absolutely. One, continue to pursue your passions. You know, make sure that the sport that you're doing or the instrument you're playing, whatever it is that you enjoy it, you're doing it um, because you you love it. You you know, you're getting value out of that, not because mom and dad are making you play or you feel the pressure to do something. Find what it is that you enjoy doing, and hopefully you find that in sports. And if you do find that in sports, continue to pursue it. And I think that 
what I would say to the eighth grader who's looking at Bryn Mawr is fantastic. Let's talk about it. We would love to have you here. We have so much to offer beyond sports. Uh, we're certainly the number one academic institution in Baltimore. And so, you know, not only are you going to get an incredible athletic experience, but an academic experience as well that's just going to prepare you for that next step. But in terms of playing, I think that at Bryn Mawr specifically, we have levels for everyone. So we've got healthy JV programs, great varsity programs. So, you know, we have a, you know, a, a, I guess a ranging scale of where athletes come in. And we have athletes who have just played on their middle school team. Some who also maybe do rec sports. Then we have athletes who they're playing at the highest level club program and pursuing that. So it's it's a variety, and because of the, the different levels of program we have, we're generally able to offer something for everyone and place them where most appropriate. So, you know, for some ninth graders, they're ready to come in technically, tactically, physically. They're ready for the varsity level, and we welcome into those programs. And then there are times where you still have a little bit more to develop. And so the JV program is a is the best place for you. So just analyzing where where is the best fit for you. And then I would just say as you're looking at schools, make sure it's a good fit academically, athletically, socially, because that's the place where you're going to be for four years. And where do you think that you're going to be most prepared? And, you know, I think unequivocally, Brimar just prepares outstanding young women. And I'm thoroughly impressed by the alumni that we have and um, just very proud of the, the Brimar student. So you've been there 15 years. Obviously, you've found a home. So it's a good endorsement. If people wanted to get a hold of you or find out about the program or learn more about Bryn Mawr through social media, can they do that? Absolutely. There's many venues to learn more about Bryn Mawr Athletics. We have an Instagram account called Martian Nation. Again, that's with the M-A-W-R, uh, <laughs> Martian Nation, and uh, same feed for Twitter. Then we also have a Bryn Mawr Athletics Facebook page. And uh, our head of school runs a fantastic Instagram account called Shout the Love. And we also have a Brimar um, Instagram, uh, Instagram account under the Brimar School. And our website has plenty of information on that. There's, a per, there's a, also a place where you can just click, find out a lot about athletics. There's a prospective athlete questionnaire, and that gets things rolling in our admissions process. We have, you know, um, places, tabs to go to for admissions, learn more about that process and um, the different, you know, fall visiting days and, and that type of thing that we have to offer. But I would encourage them to get onto campus for those days. And that's, you know, a place where you really get to learn. And then, you know, from there, as you apply, you have the chance to shadow and really experience what is a day at Brimar, an average day sort of look like. Coach Tina Veprick, thank you. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure being here. I appreciate uh, the, uh, the invitation and the time that you gave me today. You've been listening to the AC Sports Report. As you know, there's a massive scene of youth sports in the DMV, and it's our passion to cover it all. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had fun. Make sure to like, rate, and review. 
and we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at www.alstoncarlisle.com. Till next time, this has been the AC Sports Report.